It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Any good stories from the road? And pipe up. I wish we'd gotten seen a little bit more out of our punter. I'm starting to puke. It makes my stomach hurt. Yeah. I thought he was going to die. I'm starting to throw up in my mouth a little bit. He's on the probiotics. Is Georgia playing the 1985 Bears this weekend or what? A lot of Todd, Todd, Todd talk. That poison proof. They're mongeese. We will not be hunted at the University of Georgia. I can promise you that. The hunting that we do will be done from us going the other direction. Howdy, everybody. Welcome into the Georgia show. I uh, got Jake Rowe off the Blackstone for a few moments. Rusty Manziel's brought in a uh, cup of stiff encouragement, it looks like, that to the is, show tonight. Uh, certainly encourage that. Hope you all are enjoying a Memorial Day weekend with your family and uh, appreciate what this weekend is all about and uh, for the people who have made it possible for us. And uh, welcome into the show. Guys, look, no Georgia visitors this week, Rusty. But as I say in the title of the show tonight, uh, some Georgia quarterback news is elite, and it starts off yet another elite week for the dogs, both Dylan Raiola and Ryan Puglisi making those elite 11 finals. For the people that don't keep up with that, why is that a big deal? I mean, obviously, elite 11 sounds awesome, but Georgia doesn't have two guys in the same class of this caliber let alone two guys in the Elite 11 Finals very often? Well, the first thing I'll tell you is, before we get to the Elite 11, we have our own three NIL Elite Series in Nashville this week. And as far as I know, we, we, that will be the first time that Ryan Pugliese and Dylan Rayola are in the same room together. We have both of them on Tuesday. And we get to sit down with them and talk to them about everything. And it's really cool. We're looking forward to that. But as far as the Elite 11, it's Elite 11, which is actually 20 quarterbacks, I believe. So it's, it's expanded over the years. But it's been a long-going competition. Uh, you know, they'll bring the guys out to California and really just kind of dig into them in the classroom and to get to watch them throw um, certain things uh, every day. I remember Trevor Lawrence going out there and uh, texting a little bit with him and him just saying, look, man, I didn't have a great – I didn't have a great couple of days. It was okay, but – uh, just long-winded from high school workouts and then flying out there and spending all day in the classroom. I was just kind of exhausted. So you kind of you kind of put a little bit of stock into it, but it's not the be-all, do-all for, uh, you know, quarterbacks. Uh, you know, I take it with a grain of salt, but uh, Brian Stump and those guys, what I like about it is, is they get them in on the board and they get them in the classroom and they get to see where they are currently as high school players and how their ability to read defenses anticipate stuff like that, make calls of what I think is the most important part. They also get a chance to kind of see where everybody else is too. And um, mm -hmm. you know, comparison can be comparison can be a negative, but if you've got the kind of guy you want, um, it's not going to be. You're going to get out there and you're going to see how hard everybody else is working or you're going to get out there and you're going to see kind of where everybody else is at as far as uh, their development is. And then, you know – if you've got the right kind of guy, he's going to see some things. He's going to take some things from it. And he's going to bring them back home and work on them. 
Um, that from an evaluation standpoint, it is what it is. You're at the you're at the mercy of of you know how if you're clicking that day or not. Like you were talking about with Trevor Lawrence, Rusty. Um, I remember Brock Vandegrift went out there and had a kind of a so-so or maybe even a poor first day, and then you know you know was uh, knocking you know beers out of a fly's hands. Um, you know, there on the second day and won the accuracy competition. So you just never really know uh, in, in those types of settings, the underwear Olympics, that's what some, what some people call them, um, whatever. Uh, but, but ultimately you're, you're looking at, you've got two commitments and whether they rise up the rankings or not, it's not going to change what they, what happens to them at Georgia. Um, and, and if you're a Georgia coach or you're a Georgia fan, you're just hoping both of these guys go out there and get better. Who was the kid, Jake, uh, a couple years ago? It's been many years ago. Wes, you may even know. Jake, who was a quarterback from Marietta that went out there that year and went to LSU, and he absolutely just shredded the – Anthony Jennings. You remember Anthony him? He Jennings, out, yeah. He just went out there and shredded the elite. Yeah, and I was like, oh, my God, this guy, this guy is like the next coming of everything. And yeah, just – you can't you can't base three days. I got to know days. him a little bit too, and he's such a good he's kid. Like he was good such guy, a good yeah. kid. Mm-hmm. But you know, then mm-hmm. and I so it makes what I'm about to say kind of a little bit tougher. But he gets to college and doesn't really even look like that competent of a passer. You know, like that yeah. was kind of what he struggled with. You know, right there. And so it's it's really not an accurate barometer because you know the guys running at you, you know, moving you off your spot, all that stuff. It's it makes things a lot tougher. Is it fair to yeah. say that it's a good gathering of talent that that certainly has a lot of potential but you're not maybe going to learn a ton from the event i don't want to discount it yeah uh, yeah maybe i didn't i don't either now it, it is a prime time event it is the event for quarterbacks let me be clear it is the event you set a goal to get to the lead 11 that's a great accomplishment to get to this event i think as people you know fans who follow this if Dylan Rayola goes out there and ranks ninth, it doesn't change anything that Georgia thinks about him. Ron Puglisi went to Penn State's Elite 11 like last weekend. I think he finished fifth or sixth. That that has no bearing. You're also throwing to people you've never thrown to. So there's a lot of different variables involved there. So I think you take it for what it is, and you get to see these guys throw. Again, I think the classroom part is, is important, too. Yeah. You get to know is this, how far along is this guy uh, but I take these things kind of with a grain of salt, but I do not want to discount the Elite 11 because it is the, still is, the premier quarterback event, and a lot of kids try to try to earn that invite. And no Trent Dilfer this year. No Trent Dilfer. No Trent, nope. No running it. He's got a, got his own program to run, so that'll be interesting to kind of yep. see how that goes. One thing, I remember all the way back there, I can't remember who did it. Rusty, you remember the days of countdown to signing day and all that stuff, and I remember when Matthew Stafford went out there, and that was a loaded quarterback class from a high school standpoint. Oh, yeah. Tebow, Stafford, Mitch Mustaine, all those guys were Mitch in the Mustaine. same class. And I remember the first day they were there, Stafford, and I believe it was Tebow or Stafford and Mitch Mustaine, it was two of the big ones, got up that morning and they ran. They they got up before, mm-hmm. like right as sun was coming up, they were doing like this little documentary type thing of it. This was after the fact. They got up and they, they ran a couple miles or something. And the other quarterbacks found out that they got up and ran a couple miles. And the next morning, they all got up and ran a couple miles. I remember so, that. Yeah, yeah, and that's kind of like a you know that's that's what you that if you're really looking for one thing, it's that competitiveness. It's that you're not going to beat me at anything. You're not going to outwork me at anything. You're not going to outdo wow. me at anything. And that's kind of what you want. Juice Williams. I had no idea. How about that? 
the yeah. Juice Williams, Illinois Juice yeah. Williams was at that thing. That's crazy. Look at Jevin Jeff. Sneed. Yeah. <laughs> we could do an yep. entire show on this 2005 class. Yeah, we oh, could. Oh, my God. Mitch Mustang. I don't Real remember Paul. Kevin Riley. I do remember Pat Devlin. Pat Devlin's coaching, I believe, now. Uh, Josh, Josh Freeman. Yeah, he was a big athlete. You know what? I believe it was Matthew Stafford and Josh Freeman who got up and ran that first morning. Then everybody else kind of followed suit. Jake wow. Locker. Wow. That's crazy. A lot of money. Uh, that dude. Who would have thought that dude right there was going to be an alpha Super Bowl quarterback? Just looking at him, you know, and the number one pick. I'll I tell think you he what, knew if it you in were, that picture. Probably took him a little bit longer than he thought, but who knew that he could also be instrumental or uh, have any kind of role in landing yet another elite arm about in that? a Georgia recruiting between, class. Uh, but between Josh Freeman playing as long as he did in the NFL, Jake Locker's rookie contract, the money Matthew Stafford's made, Tim Tebow, you know, all of that together. Um, I would love to know what the full dollar amount there was, that, that, how much those guys – shoot, man, I mean – with Tebow, all the money he's made working for ESPN. I mean, you yep. can throw that in there, too, because that gave him a platform. I think and he, he makes more money on public player. speaking than he does for ESPN. He has a hefty speaking fee. I did not um, know that. So, moving on from, from the Elite 11, uh, I know they got a lot of Georgia fans excited. Rusty, uh, you have a uh, bead on another huge Georgia recruiting weekend coming up with these visits. Um, staff got a little bit of a week off, but looking ahead, I know it's about a week out now, but, uh, this past one set the bar pretty high. <laughs> what can Georgia fans expect from the talent that will be on campus a uh, week from today? Well, I'm going to my dog's HQ, um, thing here and I go to the website and it says visits and you can click on what I love about on three and the HQ even I'm on the mobile right here and when you hit visits it comes up and I love that it shows the date I mean you got a little drop down screen for everything so you can just look on the weekend you want hit the drop down but I guess the news today was uh, something that I didn't know the number one player in the country uh, for class of 2025 uh, yeah just like that you can hit that drop down screen it's a great shot there Wes uh, Elijah Griffin, defensive lineman out of Savannah Christian. He will be there Thursday. And by him coming Thursday, that tells me he's probably working out. That's not an official visit. That's an unofficial visit because he is a junior, so a rising junior. So the number one player in the country for 2025 will be there Thursday. And then next uh, Friday, the second, Dylan Rayola returns to make his uh, official visit. So you look. Uh, a lot, Ellis Robinson, Justin Scott, Dylan Stewart, who's the number two player um, for most people, uh, number one uh, edge guy, Ryan Wingo, five-star wide receiver, Jarrett Gibson, running back at IMG. I could go on and on and on. I think the interesting to, one to me is Carter Nelson. And our board um, asked a couple of questions about this tight end out of Nebraska, six foot four, 220 pounds from Ainsworth, Nebraska. And when I talked to Sean Callahan, our Nebraska guy for own three, when Sean, who lives in Nebraska, tells me this guy lives in the middle of nowhere, that tells me he lives in the middle of nowhere. Because if you, if somebody else from Nebraska says he lives in the middle of damn nowhere, that is like he's in the middle of the boonies. So, but I will Ainsworth, say this, Nebraska. 
Ainsworth, Nebraska. Something tells he's a, me he's on their DDT and cornstalks. Something tells me they don't have a Walmart. That's that's my. This is the photo that. that comes up on Ainsworth, Nebraska. Just a single Ooh, house and a tractor. See there, that tractor. Yeah, that's downtown right there. That's City Hall. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, man, he is. My goodness, I mean that. Look at that. Wow. I mean, what's what's yeah, north of there? What's the what's the what's the state north of there? Is it North Dakota? Canada. <laughs> South, I mean, Dakota. South, South Dakota. <laughs> yeah, wow. South Dakota does come before North Dakota. Yeah, we do we have to get. Have to go, yeah, okay. All right, this isn't a map show. All right, this is not about yeah. geography, but this is what you're looking at in Ainsworth, Nebraska. Sorry for cutting you off, Rusty. This guy has oh, a lot here. of time to think about football. They got a they got an H and R food center. I guarantee they got great fries, French fries, and chicken fingers. No <laughs> doubt. They got a, a no Roadway Inn. I, I, I guarantee you, Roadway Inn. Four and a half. Too. So um, I'll say this: you know, he is a guy that Georgia is recruiting, and if Georgia were able to get him, I do think they would make a spot for him for three tight ends. You know, they almost tried to do three tight ends last class, and they didn't get Deuce Robinson. Well, they wanted him. four. They they would have done four. What they would Walker Lyons and. <laughs> I don't know. Well, Walker Lyons would have been a two-year because he's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Would have been three. So, you know, I don't. I'm not sure they're going to get him. Obviously, Nebraska's a school, but uh, Todd Hartley's been out there twice, and he's coming to make his official. So, a lot of different things. But I mean, that kind of is the pulse of Georgia. That on Thursday, the number one player in the class of 2025 is just driving up from Savannah. And then the number one player in the class of 2024 will be back for the second time in three weeks. I guess he'll, he'll be going, he'll probably come from Nashville. I would imagine uh, to, to Atlanta or somewhere close. Uh, his official visit won't start until Friday. So we'll have a day to probably mess around in the state of Georgia or wherever he's going to be. But we'll, we'll ask him those questions when we get him in person uh, on Tuesday. Roos pointed it out on Monday night that uh, Andrew bone had a pretty good zinger after Jaden Riddell committed the other day. And it was uh Hey, the bright, look on the bright side, man. Uh, Georgia's through co- recruiting tight ends in this class. Uh, <laughs> I guess they kind of take who they want, yeah. but I uh, guess they're not. I mean, if they if they want to try to get Carter Nelson. Um, and the thing is, is, you know, we were talking about kind of the embarrassment of riches last year. And then, you know, for lack of a better term, between the NFL draft and transfer portal, the numbers in that room got completely gutted. I mean, they lost four guys. Um, and you know, you get to the you get the preseason or you get the spring drills, and Brock Bowers Brock Bowers is out for one scrimmage, and you've really only got two healthy tight ends at that point because Pierce, Pierce Sperling got hurt. So uh, the numbers can kind of get out of whack on you real quick with this transfer portal thing. So I'm sure that they're trying to, you know, if, if they feel real good about a guy, they've seen how the position can change and the flexibility of having two of those guys on the field at the same time and. Not only that, but how – I mean, I'm not saying there's a, a Brock Bowers out there, but um, sometimes you just don't quite know what these dudes are capable of until you get them under, you know, your roof and get them working. Um, so, I, I think that, you know, if they can take three, it might not be a bad idea because you might be looking at a situation where you lose Bowers this year, Delp next year, and so on. I mean, look, Bowers and in those recruiting videos running into – mountains out there in napa this kid could be sending in eight millimeter film running in the corn stalks you never know sorry Rusty, Wes, is it hard to believe that i was gonna ask you a question it's hard to believe that brock bowers is entering his last year at georgia i mean how fast has this thing went 
Uh, I wanted to ask him after G-Day what it felt like to uh, participate in his final G-Day scrimmage, but Jake Rowe advised me against that. No, I wouldn't um, do it. I couldn't let him. It's flown it's by. It's break mostly. my heart when he leaves. I, I, I've never enjoyed watching a player quite as much as I enjoy. I tell you what, it's been – you know, I, 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 Joe Burrow was amazing. Uh, Joe Burrow is still the best football player I've ever watched from my own two eyes at a game. I enjoyed watching Baker Mayfield. Um, you know, there, there have been a lot of guys I've enjoyed watching over the years, but in terms of a Georgia uniform, number 19 hangs right in there with 27 and three for me, for Nick Chubb and, and, uh, and, you know, Todd Gurley, because he's just, every single time he gets a little bit of space, I'm thinking he's gone. Like he, mm -hmm. he's going to go because he's so tough to and tackle. He breaks, and he breaks, he breaks tackles. Nonstop. You know, he breaks like, tackles I mean, too. Anytime somebody gets him on the ground, like it's only happened, you know, a few times. Anytime somebody is the first person there to get him on the ground, I immediately look up that number and I'm like, I, I'm going to keep my eye on him because I think he's probably a pretty good football player. He's special, man. And uh, I, I don't know. I don't know how you can ever hope to replace a guy like that, but he's made his mark as long as he's been here. Back to the Nebraska thing really quick before we – uh address low country dogs and blowing up our comments i want to show low country dogs some love asking about wingo here um if georgia takes that tight end out of nebraska that's going to be on par with some of the things georgia was doing to some penn state recruiting classes over the years just out of nowhere catching strays from the dogs mm -hmm. uh nebraska people are going to be pretty upset with kirby smart um low country dog says hoping wingo has an awesome trip we haven't really talked too much about Wingo, but he is very popular on Dogs HQ message board. And with his visit coming up and Riola on campus at the same time, that's a uh, pretty good fortuitous timing for Georgia fans. Yeah. And I like to be honest, Wes, and I will be, um, you know, right now, I, I, it, it looks like Miami is, could be a team to, to watch here seriously with him. Um, this is going to be a big visit for Georgia, obviously with, with, with Ryan Wingo and, um, you know, five-star wide receiver who's been down already. He'll be back next week. So, um, you know, this thing they have, you have peaks and valleys in recruitments. I mean, it's just always a little bit here and a little bit there and you get a team that's a little bit hotter than the other one. But right now I think this is a, this is a really important visit for Georgia. Um, with him to see where they can get momentum wise. But I feel certain, uh, you know, you definitely, you're going to swing for the fences with someone like this, but you also, uh, with Dylan Rayola, I, I, I would be, and Ryan Puglisi, I'm going to keep mentioning that. Uh, with those two quarterbacks, I feel like at the end of the day, George is going to have a really, really good uh, group of wide receivers that will sign in December, uh, no matter who it is. I love this kid's raw ability. I really do. Like, I mean, 6'2", 210 pounds that can fly. Those guys just don't grow on trees. They don't. But this cat right here is is one of those super high floor. I mean, super high ceiling guys. I'm not. I'm not sure where his floor is. And you know, I mean, obviously, like Rusty said, you swing for the fences. If you're a Georgia fan, you are super stoked if you get this cat. Um, but you know, I, I have. I have. I'm very interested to see how the process plays out for him. Um, simply because. I mean, I, I look at a nitro tuggle and and kind of you know if you're if you're going to compare them and you're going to maybe give them the same sort of competition that they're up against previously in the film that they've already put up. Obviously, tuggle is going to be going up against um, IMG type of competition. 
I mean, I don't see a huge difference there. Now, I mean, you know, the, the industry does, and, you know, they get paid to, you know, to do that. Charles Power sees a, sees a difference in the guys, and I trust Charles' evaluations. But when I look at it with my own two eyes, just looking at film, um, I think Georgia would be lucky to have them. They would be doing great to have them. But uh, I think they were already off to an incredible start in this wide receiver class. And, you know, I know a lot of Georgia fans are wanting that five-star receiver. You know, they're wanting to, they're wanting to prove it to themselves and, and that, that, you know, they can bring in that guy. Um, man, I think with Nycar and, and, and Nitro Tuggle in the, in the mold, in the fix already, in the, in the uh, fold already, I think they've got some guys that are really good players. Yeah, there's some dudes. And then uh, before we move on, Ben Bear up, beer up, beer up. Ben wants to know, is Elijah Griffin visiting just to meet Dylan Riola before the official start, Rusty? No, I mean, that's that's not going to (laughs) hurt. But uh, Elijah, he's a 2025 D lineman. He's not going to be catching balls from Riola. He's not going to (laughs) be – you know, on goal line. I will say, um, Jonah, uh, Jonah Joseph Ajanye, you know, did Joseph Jonah Ajanye did mention, you know, that was one of the things he brought up to me when we talked was, you know, I asked him about the highlights of the visit and he was like, yeah, I got to hang out with some of the guys. I got to meet Dylan Raola, um, you know, that quarterback, the number one player in the country. So, you know, that there is some cachet well, there. But it, that 2024. Yeah. yeah. 2024 it, it, where we're it also depends on the everybody. Yeah. It also yes. depends on yeah. the guy too. Some of these guys will, some of these guys will come in and they kind of look at every guy as like, oh well, that's you know, that's the number one player from this previous year's class, and you know whatever, you know, it's, it's a little, I don't know. It just all depends on the personality. If you're kind of one of these gregarious guys that likes to meet other, you know, top you know prospects and and you know rub elbows, you probably enjoyed it. You're just a big fan of other elite high school football players. You never know. Uh, we're a big fan of Breaking Tea and everything they had to offer in their storefront. Still running low on the Stetson Bennett stuff, and we addressed this in the last show. You're gonna have to wait. You're gonna have to wait by your computer if you want some of these Stetson Bennett, or I guess your smartphone, uh, some of these Stetson Bennett T-shirts and hoodies, because every single one that is associated, affiliated with Stetson Bennett is sold out. But they have kept the Brock Bauer stuff in stock. I don't know how Jake Rowe hasn't bought every single one of them up yet, but they're still there. So check those out. There's a link to Breaking Tea in the Georgia storefront in every episode of the Georgia show. This Brock Bauer's one right here. I mean, what Jake Rowe, how have you not bought a pound? Rusty, that's the uh that's the that's the old dream team t-shirt graphic. You remember that? I remember I bought one yeah, from Sam true. Goody yeah. back in the day. I had one. I got I got pomegranate juice on it, and my my mom almost beat me because she thought I ruined it until uh, she got the stain out. But yeah, I remember that. I didn't know they were you're drinking Jake's pomegranate juice. No, Jay's I wasn't. I wasn't drinking it. My my grandmother had a pomegranate bush. It was like the Garden of Eden. She had plum trees, fig trees. She had everything. And I had this pomegranate, and I just tore into one one day and got it all over me, like I do everything. I still do. Uh, you take me out to a nice steak dinner. I'm gonna get. I'm. I'm dropping steak sauce down a nice shirt every time. But um, uh, <laughs> I got it all over me, and I, dude, I thought my mom. My it's one of the maddest I've ever seen her. I thought she's gonna rip my head off. She's like, I, I just bought you this shirt. Yeah, it was. It got bad, but those were the exact graphics on that thing. They had the whole team on it. Well, all the more reason for you to buy. Uh, Wes, have multiple. you ever had a steak? Have I ever had what? Wes, have you ever had a steak dinner? You ever had a steak dinner with Jake Rowe? Not yet, but I look forward to it. 
Hey, son, we go to Nashville for SEC championships. We'll go out to eat, and it, let me tell you something. You won't see a peak American male at work. This man, this man, what's right your cut here. of steak, bro? What do you put uh, down? Just, what the biggest ribeye they'll feed me? <laughs> yeah, ribeye guy, Rusty, what are you? Hey, let me tell you something. A man walks in he, when he hits a stretch right there at the hostess table. You know he's about to do work, and I'm telling you, <laughs> he got to limber up. I, I mean, I, I'll tell you this yeah. about eating steak because Rusty's right. Rusty's right. This is the one thing. This ain't anything to brag about. There's a reason I'm. There's a reason yeah. I'm overweight. Okay. Uh, <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't say that. It says I'll sit down I didn't and eat, say anything about that. I'll sit down and eat some. Uh, I'll sit down and eat a steak. I order the biggest one they got, especially if somebody else is paying for it. And I ordered the biggest yeah. one they got, and somebody – I can't remember where I was. Somebody goes, oh, man, you're not going to eat all that, are you? And I said, man, we got to get to know each other better. <laughs> <'Cause>, <laughs> oh, yes, yeah. I am. Oh, yeah. Every piece oh, of this steak. Yeah. And I know how I'm oh, going to yeah. attack it. You got you to leave that spinalis. You got to leave that uh, ribeye rib cap for last. Brooklyn, Georgia on the map after last week's show. Billy Wright, just wanted to let you know I live in beautiful Brooklyn, Georgia. Love the show. God bless and go dogs. Lucky man says Stetson is the goat. I don't know if everyone would agree with that, but mm. it's hard to disagree after these past couple of seasons. One more national championship. I think Brock Bowers can stick his flag into that hill. Uh, Rusty, you had a piece, I guess, today, yesterday, on uh, which Georgia players from the 2023 class will show up on campus, and that's taking place this week. Uh, if you want to go through mm. the whole list, I guess you can. But – I want to hone in on who you think and row you can too. And I'll, I'll pick up the scraps here. Who do you think will make the biggest impact this season uh, or in a Georgia career, if not this season uh, out of this crew coming up this week? I'll, I'm going to go ahead and jump to, on I'm, I'm going to jump on Troy Bowles to begin with. Cause I think he'll play special teams. Okay. I think he'll play a lot of special teams, coaches, son, he'll catch on quick. He'll cover kickoffs and punts. I think he's a guy that will jump in right away and play special teams. I don't see anybody else in that group jumping in and playing a major role this year. I think Chris Peel, a defensive back out of Charlotte, who just ran a 10-4 meters last week. And um, I saw, I know Jake just saw that home run by Matt Olson. Um, so, you look at Chris <laughs> Peel. Hey, he just hit it into the waterfall. Never seen that in the break. He hit, hit one on top of the, the chop house thing. last week, and um, I've never seen that before. Oh, I mean, he's hit bomb. two tonight. I, that, that just – dude, he hit that thing. Watch the water splash up. Look at that. I've never yeah, seen man, that. So, uh, so, I say Chris Peel can play special teams. Uh, he's a six-foot defensive back out of Charlotte, and he just won the state championship in North Carolina last weekend, and he ran a 10, 400-meter laser. So, uh, the further away you get from the ball – and it is the quicker you can play earlier is what I've seen. You know, these guards don't play. A lot of these nose guards don't play, you know, but you get these guys that are athletes out on the edge and just let them run around and be who they are. Uh, I might think, I don't think Chris Peel is going to start, but I think Chris Peel can have the more impact of the guys are going to be there this week. Um, I think he can play a lot of special teams and who knows where he is, uh, you know, come by week heading into Florida. I'll right. tell you what, Rusty, you, you'll know what I'm talking about when I say this. When you look at a kid that is not necessarily a high four-star, he's kind of a middling four-star and back, and you know that the coaching staff – it always interests me when you know the coaching staff 
work their tail off to get him to flip him from another school yep. to to you know because you're looking at him and you're kind of like throughout the whole process you're like oh, he's not the most highly ranked dude out there why are they doing this and then you know they just grinded and grinded and grinded and then they get him in the fold uh, they wanted him bad and I guess you know that trait that you were talking about with that length that six foot that length that that 10 400 meters I mean that's that's legit I'm gonna go with Bo Hewley yep. mainly because he out of this 2023 class engages with our social media at dogs hq more than anybody so i appreciate that but he also uh legend Big. says wore a size 16 shoe in middle school so i don't know if that's an indicator of future uh, future success and glory at georgia but that's got me pretty excited so we'll see what happens got a um, what a what an o-line name too man what an o-line big bow yeah, big bow. So like Auburn tried to flip him really, really hard. And and there was a lot of, you know, scuttle. There was I would say scuttle. There was a lot of stuff coming out of Auburn at one point last year that they thought they were going to flip him. Uh all their media thought they were going to flip him. And it's very rare that you call a prospect up and get a legit answer. And I just called Bo up and said, Hey, look, man, um, you know, seeing some stuff about Auburn. He goes, Man, I'm not going to Auburn. And I said, like, like now he goes, I'm not going to Auburn. I said, okay. And that was it. Like that, he, he, he put it to bed and I, he said, I'm going to take visits. I'm going everywhere. I mean, this dude went, I think he went to USC. Uh, he, he took, I think he went to Oregon. I mean, he had fun with it, but as far as I know, and from what he told me every single time I talked to him, he said, man, I am going to Georgia. And at the end of the day, that's where he's going. He'll be there this week. Big bow, baby. Um, guys, we're going to make this a slightly quicker show than we normally do, holiday weekend. And uh, I know everyone wants to get back to the family and just enjoy an extra day, uh, enjoy some extra time. But let's talk about this baseball opening. And as we watch a lot of great baseball being played, not just in the SEC conference tournament, but uh, around the country really this week and today, what a great day for sports between the race at Monaco, if you're into F1, the Indy 500, uh, and all this college baseball and softball being played right now. I, I am excited to see what Josh Brooks does. He just got a big extension, and I think Georgia has a great opportunity to tap into some really great talent in the state because you're seeing a lot of it go elsewhere. I love Coach Strickland. He's a great dude. He uh, gave some great time to Georgia, but he even put out a great note on uh, on his social media about – this being a bottom line business and he didn't get the job done. So now Georgia's got an opportunity to bring in a guy that can do it. I don't know who's on Georgia's short list. Uh, we have put together our own list at Dogs HQ. Palmer Toms has put that together. But when you look for what Josh Brooks may be looking for, and if y'all want to throw out some specific names, you're more than welcome to do it. Uh, what, what do you think could change from what Scott Strickland was doing as far as Georgia looking at a new candidate? 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I mean, I think the first thing they'll do is they'll prioritize a big time recruiter. Uh, I mean, that's, that's, that's got to be it. Maybe somebody with a track record. I don't think this is going to be, you know, based on what I've heard, I, I don't think it's going to happen quick like right around, I mean, like in the next, you know, week or so, but I also don't think it's going to be just some, you know, you've never heard of him. I think that, you know, he's going to go out and make a hire. He's going to go out and get somebody that we know about him. He did it with Mike White. He did it with the track coach, Coach Taylor. I mean, I mean, there, there's just – he Josh, I'm not saying he's is his, is his preference to make a splash, but I think he wants to go out and get somebody that's kind of proven and can do it and has some cachet and – um, you know, I, I think that that's that's going to be the uh, going to be the goal there. Yeah, I think that's true of his pattern. Uh, two things bro. I've asked two things, are, two things I've asked people um, are Georgia's facilities lacking, and I think Georgia facilities, I guess, from people that do the rankings, are um, not great for baseball. I don't think that's as serious as it really as like football facilities. You know, baseball they got a nice stadium, uh, they got indoor hitting. That can it be better? Yes. The question that I hear is how much NIL can they do? Because you take the top two players in the state of Georgia, Colin Hawk from Parkview, and you take Dylan Cup from Cedartown, uh, two shortstops, top two shortstops in the state. Both of them are committed to Mississippi State. And both of them are high likely draft picks. If not, they're going to Mississippi State. And from everybody I've talked to around this, like Mississippi State, NIL is baseball. So, you know, just because there's very talented players here, you look at Vandy and what they do and how they do it. They got three kids from Georgia, I think, that start. I watched LSU yesterday. They're starting pitcher, Tyson Floyd. Guess where he's from? He's from Rockmark. Uh, the dude that hit the home run from LSU, guess where he's from? He's from East Cobb. So, you know, you got to – how how much is – George? that's going to be the leverage. Cause we all know when Kirby got the job, he had all the leverage in the world because, number one, South Carolina was coming after him too. And you know he wanted to be a bulldog, but it, there has to be some things that change. So whoever takes this job is going to have leverage, and they got to know, you know, we're going to do some things, facilities, okay, but how much are we going to be and, how, and what do we have NIL-wise because that is – baseball that is reality it's like football so uh, i think if georgia shows somebody uh that they're fully committed and they have some nil capability probably not going to outbid uh, a mississippi state or an arkansas in baseball ain't going to happen but can they keep most of those kids at home or have the opportunity to be seriously in those deals that's going to be the questions all right, let's get to some dog stocks. First, before we do that, I opened up to our uh, exclusive subscribers over at Dogs HQ on our message board that were hanging around and uh, active tonight. Said if you got a question, fire it away. And we got a pretty interesting one, hypothetical. I love hypotheticals, unlike Coach Smart and Nick Saban. Someone asked, if Aaron Murray was the quarterback at Georgia in 2021 and 2022, 
do the dogs still go back to back? And I don't know if they do, but with Mike Bobo as the offensive coordinator in 2023, I think for sure he would seal off the three peak. That's just my opinion. Thank you, Aaron Murray. Have a good shot. Pretty good shot. Uh, yeah, 2021, yeah. 2022, yeah. 2023. Yeah. I mean, statistical I leader in the know. SEC. Yeah. He didn't want to run as much, I think, as Stetson does at times. Uh, Stetson did, you know, at times. It's a great and, point. And, and hurt you as much. I think he's just as good as passer. No doubt about it. Uh, he's very smart. After the ball was snapped. Uh, I've heard Mike Bobo talk about him, but I think the one thing you would say if you give anybody advantage is Stetson could kill you with his legs. I mean, mm-hmm. that Ohio State, Tennessee, those plays he made, uh, you know, that he carved up TCU a couple drives. He's just, he's State. Just very dangerous with his legs. Yep, yep. exactly. Uh, dog stock time. Stock up on Carson Beck. Courtside at that Heat Celtics game on How about Saturday that? night. <laughs> It was a wild game. I can't tell. I don't know the Heat Arena. I don't know if he was on the end of the court where the game ended on that tip back, tip in, or if he was on the end of the court where Jimmy Butler iced all three free throws. But that was a Mm. a heck of a ball game. Stock up on Carson Beck, man. NIL money. NIL money talks. I'm going to let Jake go. Uh, man, I see. I've got. I'm kind of deciding between two uh, different ones, but I, you know, I've been writing this. I've been writing a series depth chart, deep dive, where I kind of go position by position, and I jump into it. And you know, I've been thinking the defensive end position is the one I wrote about today, and I think that obviously it's not as deep. Is, as it has been in the past. Georgia doesn't have five guys. They they really need to sign a couple, maybe three, five technique-style defensive ends in this coming class. But I'm going to go stock up on Tramel Wilder because, I mean, you, this is the only guy on the entire roster that's got to go after this year. Like, the other guys are going to leave for the NFL draft. But that cat right there is the only one that has to go because he's into his sixth season. And this guy signed with Georgia as a three-star prospect. He was, the, you know, right here. He went to JUCO. Um, you know, I, I remember Ryan Glazer telling me about him from down in Liberty County whenever he was a sophomore. I remember going and watching him play um, when uh, they played Thompson whenever he was a young kid. Um, I, I thought he was a, you know, I thought he had good size. I thought he was a little stiff. I mean, sticking it out. Um, not playing a whole lot for a couple years, um, grinding. Starts 13 games last year, is one of the best run defenders. If you go back and watch some of those games and you look at you know some of those uh, instances where teams had handed off inside and everything would just be stacked up, a lot of times it was because this dude right here snapped the tackle's head back and threw him to the right and was standing right there in the hole when he, where he was supposed to. So, I mean, he he's – He's not going to put up a bunch of sack numbers, and he's not going to have 12 tackles for a loss this coming year. Uh, but the fact that he decided he didn't want to move on and he wanted to be the lone old man on the team that was like, all right, I'm I'm going to play the, the string completely out. And on top of all that, he graduated. So good for him and uh, good for Georgia that he came back because it would be uh, Tyrion Ingram Dawkins and, and Michael Williams only defensive end so he's he gives them a really much needed veteran grown man body right there at that spot 
We need to tell Tramel to clean his profile next time y'all see him. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder when the last time Tramel's got on the internet. <laughs> he, 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 I've, I've talked to him a couple times. He does not strike me as the, the as the surf of the surf the internet type. I think he has an crazy. AOL Instant Messenger screen. I, name. I don't think he searches for his name on Twitter. <laughs> All right, Rusty, take us home. Um, I'll go. I'll go stock up real quick and can tell a million stories. And both of us, all three of us could, but I'll go stock up Josh Brooks because he got a, what I'll consider probably a life-changing contract for him. And uh, this guy has, he's done it all. He's been to a lot of different places to get back to university of Georgia, to be the athletic director. And I, I my one Josh Brooks story that I'll never forget the 20, I guess it was 2012 Alabama, Georgia game and uh, SEC championship. And, I'd left the field and came down by the locker room. That was, you know, they do open locker rooms. And I was helping our little writer at the time then get interviews. And I was standing outside the locker room. And I remember Josh Brooks had his hand up on the wall. And I, 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 he was like at a not even a high level, you know, person at that point. He was just somebody helping out in the football office. But Josh had his hand on the wall, man. And I could see him breathing heavy. And I thought for a minute, like, this guy's about to go down. So I walked up and I put my hand on. I said, Josh, I said, hey, man, are you okay? And he goes, yeah, I'm fine. You know, like you could see the loss, what it did to him. And I literally thought the guy was about to have a heart attack, dead serious. And I grabbed him. I said, hey, you okay? And he's like, I'll be fine. But, man, he was you know, breathing real hard. And, and it kind of showed me then, like this guy, you know, he he is wow. completely vested. He's vested in these, these teams. He's vested in these guys. And two things I'll never forget, Todd Gurley was a freshman. And Todd Gurley come out there and stood in front of that locker, come out there and stood in front of the media that day and took questions. Um, but remember Josh Brooks taking that loss really, really hard. And now he's the athletic director at the University of Georgia. He's already made what I think is a great hire in Mike White. He's going to make another hire. Uh, I think the basketball coach, ladies basketball coach, is a good hire. So we'll see what he does here in baseball. But obviously we know behind the scenes that if Josh Brooks got that type of deal that Kirby Smart was absolutely asked about it and uh, you know he had to be all on board too as well you see the reaction there Eric Jackson and those guys so you know stock up Josh Brooks man he's earned it um, I'm telling you now somebody that's 100% invested in this program and these kids and this university is definitely Josh Brooks story I got on him is a little bit more recent than that is when he was really hands-on with Georgia's facilities and the things that went on at Sanford Stadium and the production. Uh, he deserves a lot of the credit for that 2019 Notre Dame light show. Yeah. But one that scared him was when uh, Jason Aldean had that concert at Sanford Stadium, and a lot of people didn't know this, but they were doing some tests, and one of the fireballs almost burned down the stadium. So he's very glad that that didn't happen. Otherwise, he may not he may not have this job right now. But yes, hey, he, listen, he cares a I, lot about these players. I got to give him some credit too, because if the coaches are dealing with the same dude that I've dealt with in a couple of board meetings, these prospective coaches are going to hire, and he's going to sell them on it because they're going to move us to the corner of the end zone, thus media. And every time I hear Josh talk about it, he almost convinces me that it's going to be a good thing. <laughs> like he almost gets me convinced that it's going to be a good thing that I'm going to have to watch a game from the corner end zone instead of from the 50. Cause I've had a seat at the 50 yard line for about nine, eight, nine years now, eight years. 
and uh, I'm going to miss it when it's gone. Uh, I got one more season. But he almost convinces me every time I hear him talk about it because he's all like, hey, guys, guess what? You're going to get a new press box. It's going to be awesome. You're going to love it. Yeah, and I'm gonna and I'm like, yeah, yeah, we are. Yeah. No, no, we're yeah. not. No, I'm I'm not gonna know when they're gonna when they're scoring a touchdown in the bridge end zone. That's what's gonna happen to me. Stock up on Josh Brooks. Stock down on Jake Rose. Press box view at Sanford Stadium. Y'all have a uh, great week. Hit like and subscribe. We'll be back Monday for Bark After Dark at 9 p.m. Is that right, Jake? That's it. We got Matt Godwin. Uh, former Georgia recruiting uh, director of player personnel. Is that right, Rusty? Man, what a guess. The DPP. What a guess. Yeah. Mad Godwin. I'll tell you this. Yes. Out of the he, game. He, you talking about somebody that knows how this team was built. You know somebody – you talking about somebody that knows uh, everything behind the scenes about University of Georgia and how Kirby Smart operates? It's that dude. Yeah, really excited. We're gonna. It's gonna be a. It's gonna be a laid back conversation, but it's gonna be one with a ton of information. We're really excited about it. So, uh, Rusty was crucial in helping us getting get Matt on, and um, he uh, texted with him earlier today. He's excited to come on too. So, gonna, gonna fire some questions at him and um, see if we can get him to trip up and say something weird. Yeah, fingers crossed on that. And uh, <laughs> then we're back with the Georgia Show eight thirty every Wednesday and Sunday right here on the Dogs HQ YouTube channel. We'll catch y'all next time. Thanks for watching. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.